Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, weekly doses of language learning tips and motivation to help you become fluent in any language. With me, Ollie Richards. Hello. Bonjour. Hello. Hello. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. Hope you're doing well, my name is Ollie Richards, and this podcast is all about helping you with your language learning. And um, today we're getting back to some listener questions. I've got a nice, um, a nice big batch of questions that you guys have been sending in. So I'm looking forward to answering those questions for you starting today. Um, a quick reminder, though, if you'd like to send me language learning questions through to the podcast for me to answer for you, then it's super easy. You can go to iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash ask. That's A-S-K, I will teach you a language.com forward slash ask, and you can record me a voice message there. Over here, things have been pretty busy. I've been moving house. I'm now in, fully installed in the, in, the, in the southwest of England, in the countryside. And um, I've I really, I've, I mean, I've, I've spent a lot of, I grew up in the countryside, and I've spent quite a lot of time here. But it, even so, it's kind of amazed me just how different life is in the countryside. The, the pace of everything is so slow, which is so nice after five years or so of living in London. And I'm finding myself having to adapt in all kinds of ways. But um, I'm, I'm quite happy that, about the move. I've been posting pictures of my my surroundings on Instagram. If you want to check out some of the various animals I've been seeing, um, you can follow me on Instagram at I will teach you a language. And... Um, and yeah, it's, it's been uh, it's, it's it's been interesting. Devon, was where I am here in the southwest, is a very beautiful part of the world. I once things open up again, I encourage you, encourage you all to come and visit, but not at the same time because I can't fit, I can't fit that many people in my garden. Um, but yeah, I, but on a personal note, I'm kind of looking forward to having this kind of country base. Um, to spend most of my time in, but then because I, I tend to travel quite a lot, which is obviously very busy and lots of time in airports and cities and things like that. So I'm really looking forward to be able to, being able to travel and to come back into the nice quiet uh, countryside, and then um, you know be able to, to to have both both sides of 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 the kind of both sides of life um, available to me because before when I was living in London it was kind of you know, travel which is crazy and then London which is crazy and it was like no respite so uh, I'm feeling very zen with all of that at the moment anyway enough of that preamble hi Ollie my name is Ben I'm from the United States I've been listening to your podcast for a long time um, my question is I would like to start learning Polish soon I already know Spanish very fluently um, but I would like to use the comprehensible input type methods with just listening and, and understanding to start off with, and later adding reading, and then finally adding speaking and writing. Um, but I was wondering if you had some resources that you could point me to to be able to start um, learning Polish. Um, it's not doesn't seem to be a common language in a lot of the people that teach through story learning and other things like that. Hey Ben, thank you very much for your question. And it's great that you, uh, you're, you're learning Polish. I, I've often, it's funny, I mentioned uh, a few weeks ago that I'm going to be traveling to Poland, hopefully in, in September this year. And I had a few, a few people contact me say, oh, are you going to learn Polish? Or have you thought about making a Polish uncovered course? And the truth is I have, um, but the, uh, 
the restricting thing for me with all of these courses is actually finding the right teacher because there's lots of te language teachers out there. But for the for the for, for, for like my specific purposes, what I'm always looking for, I need to find a teacher who is both an excellent teacher who who has already taught with um, with stories or with a similar method, you know, who kind of gets the, the methodology of of story learning. Also someone who speaks excellent English and, and can use um, technology as well. And that's a surprisingly difficult combination because often you get, you know, one or two, but not but not all three. Um, so, yeah, I often find teachers who who are you know speak excellent English, but they, they really don't understand the method, or they just don't have any experience uh, teaching through you know through input based methods, and so it's just not right for me. So, um, with, I, I'm kind of at the point now, to be honest, where with every language that um, that we're thinking of making for un uncovered courses, um, in particular, that like if I find the right teacher, then I just go ahead with it. And that's, that's what, we're, what we're doing with the other languages we're making this year, courses in, in Turkish and Portuguese and Korean. We've, we've just found amazing teachers, and so we're kind of pressing ahead with that. So if anyone out there is an, an amazing Polish teacher or knows an amazing Polish teacher, get in touch because I'm not making any promises, but you know we may well be able to, to work together. Um, but your question, Ben, is about finding resources for comprehensible input, for story learning, uh, for in, an, in a new language, especially a language which is not that well represented with language resources, right? And so in the case of Polish, um, we don't have a short stories book um, for, for Polish, although it's something that's been coming up a lot. But even if we did, then, you know, it's, it's just one book and there's, a, there's only so much that one book can do. And so as a beginner, you're faced with a couple of, a couple of um, hurdles, right? First of all, you need to learn the basics of the language and then you need to start, then you need to find a useful material at a kind of post beginner level so that you can start to spend your time with, um, with immersion and, you know, with my particular angle on that, uh, with, with stories. And so I thought I would talk a bit about what I would do if I were going to start to learn Polish today, um, as a complete beginner in, in, in Polish and without any, story learning resources, how would I go about it? And so the first thing is that as a complete beginner, if you don't have a, a course like a Polish Uncovered or something, which for most languages is not going to exist, then you've got to get the basics together. So the, the very first thing that I would do is I would go down to my local bookshop and I would go through all of the beginner textbooks and I would get everything that I could that comes with, with dialogues or or, or simple stories or, or whatever it may be. And most textbooks these days do that. You might, it might be like 10% dialogue, 90% grammar tuition or whatever. But, uh, but to the extent that it actually has dialogue there, that's what you're looking out for. So I would, I would get a hold of everything I could. And then I would just go through these textbooks and just devour all of the dialogue. So I would read them over and over again. Uh, I'd listen to them over and over again. And so get used to reading the language, get used to listening to the language. And then, uh, you know, with that textbook, you get, you're going to get some lists of words and some basic grammar. I'd probably cast an eye over that stuff to, to familiarize myself with it, but I wouldn't try to learn any of it. wouldn't try to memorize any words, wouldn't try to study any grammar. I'd just look at it to get familiar with it and then spend all of my time focusing on those, on those dialogues. Now, they're probably going to be very uninspiring, boring dialogues, but that's okay because as a beginner, you're just looking to get that, get those, those kind of that core 
vocabulary and grammar um, inside your brain. And so really boring it may be, but, you know, it's what you've got. So it's what it's, um, you know, you're going to have to make the most of it. And that beginner phase in any language really only lasts a matter of a few weeks, because by that time, if you're working at it every day, you're going to build up a core of vocabulary and you're going to start to notice the most, the most common words. So at that point, and this can last anything from a few weeks to a few months, depending on the language and how much time you can put into it. At that point, I would really start to look for this, for this enjoyable material that is at the right level. And I, Ideally, you would have um, books like my short stories, but if you don't have them, like is the case currently with, with Polish, then I would really start to do as much research as possible. So I would go on online, I'd go into Facebook groups, I'd ask people for some recommendations, because often you do get books of graded readers and stuff, but they're, kind of, they're only published locally um, in, in Poland, perhaps, so you might not know about them. But Facebook groups and uh, other learners, other people learning the language can be a really valuable resource for um, for that, so I'd ask around as widely as possible for you know little-known resources that you could use. Um, also, see what you can find on Amazon in your local bookshop. Get hold of as, as much as you can, and then anything that seems remotely interesting, just get hold of it. The other thing that I would do is I would look on online because there there is often a lot more available online, and it can be you might find that people are, are creating resources. For, for Polish learners on blogs. There could be some simple YouTube channels. None of this tends to be ideal because it's usually not written with the story learning method in mind, right? So often the, the problem that you face is that it's really too hard for you. So it's not at the right level, which just makes it all a bit daunting. Um, but, there are, but there are ways to search for material that makes it more, more accessible. So for example, one of the things I used to enjoy doing in Japanese is look at the Japanese version of uh, Yahoo Answers, which is a little bit like Quora, right? And so people go on there and ask a simple question and they get a simple answer. And then there's often discussion happening beneath that. And this tends to be more casual language, a little bit easier to um, to understand, more spoken language. And, and this is good because if you try and read stories that are intended for native speakers, then you know stories can get quite complicated. Um, and this is also why I don't recommend reading kids' books because there's often lots of kind of lots of weird language in there. So I mean, my books in particular they're written for this level, so they are they're approachable. We don't use crazy vocabulary. Uh, but the other the other type of the other genre of material in general that is also quite simple and doesn't use crazy vocabulary is this kind of very casual question answer type thing. So look on on some look, see if you can find some some question answer sites. Look on simple blogs, maybe simple YouTube channels. And then because most of what you find is going to be too hard for you, the key thing that I would do is pick a topic that I'm interested in. So um, if, I, if you were interested, for example, in history, I would find blogs and websites on history. Maybe you can find um, something written for, for school-aged kids on history. So for example, the BBC, if you're learning English, the BBC has lots of, kind of history for school kids. Um, which is written in simple language. So try to find something that is connected to your interests, ideally written for kids or written for a, a non-native-level kind of native level audience, and then just start to devour that and stick on the same topic. People refer to this sometimes as uh, language islands. So you, so you pick your topic, which could be history, it could be um, 
I don't know, filmmaking, whatever it is, and then just read around that topic. Because the big advantage of doing that is that you're going to see the same vocabulary coming up over and over again. If instead what you did was you're going to read one thing on gardening and then one thing on history and then one thing on interior design, you're going to have all new words coming up all the time. So try to, to read and listen as much as possible on those topics. And then um, basically just keep it up. Ideally, you'll, you'll find stuff which is written and spoken. If you can't find that, then what I would do is I'd find these articles I'm really interested in, and then I'd go and find someone online, a teacher or a, or a freelancer, to record the audio for me. Um, you know, it, might, it will cost a little bit of money, but hire someone for a few hours, and they can record a lot of material for you, and then you can study that for, 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 for a long time. So essentially, it's finding stuff that is simplified in some way along topics of interest, and then getting the audio to go along with that. And then your job is just to immerse yourself as much as possible in, in, in that. So have a routine of doing that every day, reading and listening. Even when it seems hard, stick at it because you will be learning stuff even though you, it might not seem like it. And then, and then yeah, and then the other thing that you can do is to look, look for other people creating materials online because we're often very um, small but valuable um blogs or podcasts that people are making for learners. You could try the Link website, which often has um, has has some stuff for for beginners. Look for those those podcasts and other bloggers around who who might be able to either recommend content or else they might be producing simple stuff or have transcripts on their website. And so but th- through a combination of all these activities, you're going to eventually find uh, a good amount of what we could probably call comprehensible input. And none of it's going to be ideal. Probably a lot of it's going to be too hard. But as long as you stick at it, and as long as you keep um, keep pressing ahead in spite of the, the, the feelings of it all being too difficult, and you get that routine going, then that is how you will build a very, very strong foundation in Polish. And one thing is for sure, you, you're going to end up miles ahead of people who take the more traditional route and just study with their textbooks. Because while while the people who've learned with textbooks have got very kind of technical understanding of the language, their level of comprehension and overall global understanding of the language will be nothing compared to, to yours because you've just spent all that time um, it like immersed in the language. So I hope that's helpful, Ben, to give you some some kind of guidelines um, or, or at least an approach or a strategy towards towards doing this. I'm doing my best to produce this this material um, in in as many new languages as possible. But even the stuff that I make, obviously, it runs out at a certain point, right? So it's important for all of us to kind of develop these skills to to find the material that we need, but also the mindset um, because a lot a lot of this really, I, I think, language learning is like 99% attitude and 1% everything else. And so the attitude here is really taking the time to find those resources um, and then sticking with it. So thanks very much for your question, Ben. If you'd like to ask me a question, then please do. The link to leave me a question is iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash ask. It's as simple as that. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you back in the next episode of the podcast. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. And if you do enjoy the podcast, then you're going to love some of the email courses that I've created. These are completely free email courses, which are written specifically for different languages and different levels. 
I've spent years writing these things, so whether you are an intermediate Spanish learner, or a French beginner, or Japanese advanced, whatever it may be, I've got email courses that give you some of my best tips for learning those languages at different levels. So whether you're struggling with how to get started, whether you want to know how to understand native speakers when they're talking really quickly at you, whether you want to get better at learning grammar, I've got stuff for you that I send out completely free over email. If you'd like to get these tips, then please go to IWillTeachYouALanguage.com forward slash tips. That's IWillTeachYouALanguage.com forward slash tips, T-I-P-S, and I'll get them sent out to you right away.